you're listening to isn't it pastor bedtime i'm krista and i'm rachel and revenge is best served cold i think or hot revenge is revenge revenge is a slippery slope I think there's a lot of sayings about revenge. I probably should have Googled them. There's nothing this. I do better than revenge. Taylor Swift. There we go. Yeah, we'll quote That's her. it. <laughs> That's uh, the if, one. You have, if you haven't already figured it out, because we are, you know, talking in code here. We're so subtle. Uh, this episode's topic is books about revenge. What a vague topic. How did we come upon it, you ask? We looked through all the books that we had and said, what do they have in common? Mm-hmm. I think it started with one where I was like, well, I know for a fact I just got a book that has revenge. And you went, I think I have one too. In the description on the inside page, it said revenge. And I was like, that's going to have to be good enough. Well, mine was a book of the month that I specifically picked because it said that it was a thriller with revenge. And I went, well, was it? Was there revenge? Oh, was there revenge? The entire thing is on revenge. Okay. Yes, Great. it was. I mine was too. Okay, good. So I'm going to jump right in. Can't wait. I have The Collective by Allison Galen. And then on the cover is No Killer Goes Unpunished. Ooh, that's definitely revengey. Like, yeah. Super. Exactly. So this book, it's okay. So it's a thriller. I think I already said that. It was one I did not want to put down. Like at one point, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. Love you. Mama. I'm going to read my book. And I kept reading and I kept reading. I had to like look ahead oh, no. at the chapters and I was like, okay, how many more pages are left in this chapter? Can I finish this chapter realistically? Okay. And I couldn't, it had like 50 pages. And I was like, and I was doing the math and I was like, I have to work tomorrow. In the chapter? Yeah, it was. Cause also most chapters in this book are like 10, maybe 20. So this was like a big, quote yeah, unquote, big huge. chapter relative to the rest oh, no. of them. And so I didn't, I had to set it down. And also I knew I was going to read on my lunch break the next day. And then I would be devastated because this book left me not wanting, like I had to take a break after this book before I started the next one because it was that freaking good. So this book starts, our main character is named Camille, Camille. I actually don't know. I kind of, I've, how do you spell it? C-A-M-I-L-L-E. I think it's Camille. Camille. I feel like I knew somebody who pronounced differently, but whatever, we can pronounce names however we want. I've heard it also pronounced Camille, which is uh, French. I don't know that uh, she's French. It doesn't say either way, but I, I read it. Camille. I didn't listen to whatever it. Whatever so. you want to interpret it as, that's what it is because I it's think, your book. Yeah, I went back and forth between Camille and Camille, depending on like who was talking to her. Whatever you're comfortable with, what I go do. with it. Um, so five years ago, her daughter, who was 14 at the time, was died. I guess we should start with died she figure warning dead children oh okay so this entire book is about um moms getting revenge on the killers who killed their children so the entire book is um if you're a mother whose child has died maybe not the one for you maybe it is maybe this will help maybe you're into it maybe you're not but yeah we'll just blanket that and also like if you want to skip my entire spiel for this i will not be offended so yeah, so five years, her daughter is 14 years old. Uh, Camille is off at like work. So she worked as like a event planner, graphic artisty type thing. So she's off at like a gala or gala or something. And her daughter asked her husband, her dad, the daughter's dad, was like, hey, can I go to this frat party with that this 14? boy that I met? 
yes but she is she's very mature for her oh my god that no no it's a no they live in like a college town ish and it's like a smallish town it's a no and so like we don't actually know the husbands like we never get this entire book is only from camille's point of view you don't ever get anyone else's point of view in the book oh bummer um so we don't know what his thought process is and she but she does say she's like i don't like hate him i'm not mad at him i don't blame him She's like, there's clearly reasons that he thought saying yes to this was okay. Like, so, okay. So she says, yes, like curfew's 11. That was mine. I was a curfew at 11 at 14. My curfew wasn't 11 until I graduated high school. Yeah. Same. Okay. I said, I'm an adult. You can't tell me when to come home. And they said midnight. And I said, that's fair, sir. Thanks dad. Love (laughs) you. (laughs) I feel it. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't stand up for myself, I guess. I don't know. I was a child either way. They're my parents, okay? There are rules. Yeah, it's their house. They, I don't pay rent. Um, so the daughter goes to this party and uh, I guess also trigger warning rape. It doesn't, they don't explain the rape. Like I said, you only get the mom's point of view. So like, you know what happened? There's also a lot of like violence talked about in this book. Mm. Just, just know that too. Um, so it's like the middle of winter or something like that. And of course the daughter didn't take a coat because- children we don't she's 14 and she wants to be cute obviously i didn't wear coats coats at 14 it's not cute coats are for losers i still don't wear coats sometimes because like the inner child of me tells me coats are for losers i put on so many coats now i work on a college campus now and i feel more insecure myself yeah exactly i I understand i love it yeah so it's middle of winter so she goes to this party with this boy that she had met before previously whatever um and she ends up like they find they find her like the next day or something like that basically naked in the woods in the snow like clinging to life and but they find her which is good because like i mean a lot of times maybe you're not found and so she gets rushed to the hospital and she's like they think that she's going to make a recovery uh she doesn't this is not a spoiler you know that this girl is dead like first page um but like she tells her mom like he raped me like that's like her like last words that she says is like he raped me i'm sorry like to her mom and so yeah and so her mom is like angry at the world totally understandable and so she is like still obsessed with this kid that she is convinced is the reason that her daughter died because he was a freshman in college which also like that's just statutory rape right there so this is not good but they're in i can't remember what state they're in so like Maybe they have different laws there, but this doesn't count as statutory rape. Because he says, of course, because it goes to court, you know, they press charges. All How old things. is she? She was 14. Oh, 14, right. I don't think yeah. 14 is the age of consent anywhere in the U.S., but. I don't think so. Maybe she was 15. I don't think she was, but maybe maybe she was 15. I am I might. Because be- that is the age of consent in some states. Yeah. That's why I'm realizing now that I'm saying that I think maybe she actually was 15. I'm pretty sure it means to like sleep with other 15 year olds, but. You yes. Know, not, not freshman not, in college. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so they like press charges, all these things, but him and his lawyers are like. He's, they, he comes from a lot of money. He's a white man. Mm. That helps a white boy because she's she's can't like, ruin his 18. future. How dare we? Um, and so you know, he's like, oh, it was consent. And I saw her like we got in an argument, and she walked away with this like shaggy looking guy. I don't even know, but like it wasn't me. Just oh, his his defense is that somebody else did it. Okay. Yeah. And then all I of a bought sudden, it. I these, bought it. these surprise witnesses show up. They say the same thing. Um, 
there was like an interview done in like a really popular magazine, but like that him and his family did. And like the journalists were calling Camille and her family and like, do you have any comments? But they're like drowning in grief. So by the time they even realize that they should be responding back, it's too late. Her daughter's reputation is basically destroyed. They like found a secret Instagram, which like the caption was no fucks given. Oh like, boy. And they hung on to that, of course, because that's what they do. Because of course no 14-year-old or person ever can say no fucks given, but actually care. Like Right, obviously not. Yeah. Ever. And she liked uh she, you know, she was like kind of had like emo kid posters, rock kid posters. So, you know, she's dark and disturbed, which you, the whole time you're doing it, you're like, Oh yeah, she's 14, 15, whatever. Like to help all like it's so small like i know at the time i felt like i was so big at 14 15 Mm -hmm. but like it's so not yeah and so camille is still like it's five years later she is not over this at all Uh, i'm not saying she should be her her and her husband have gotten a divorce he has so he had always kind of been like an overachieving like all these things um the death of his daughter kind of broke him and now he like lives in Colorado he's a ski bum he's like dating this like super younger woman but just like out here living his best life like this like yeah it broke him and he like reverted to like the youth he never really got to have where when it broke Camille she kind of went like she like age like she got her like Mm -hmm. fake boobs taken out she stopped wearing makeup stopped dyeing her hair they like had these like polar opposites um, and the, really the only reason that they got divorced is that the husband was like come to Colorado like I don't want to keep living in this house it's too hard for me there's too many memories and she's like mm-hmm. I can't leave and like that was kind of their, like yeah exactly like both, I get all of it like yeah, both views you're like oh my gosh like and that's why when she's like I don't hate him I'm not mad at him and I don't blame him you're like okay agreed like that's that's a I, reasonable reaction to that whole situation like really yeah. because she blames the guy bernard patrice whatever dumb the, white rich white and came the dude doesn't matter we don't care about him um she blames him she's like he yeah. did it and so Athlete. the story kind of starts where she so she's on anti-anxiety meds and she starts drinking which bad mix they tell you not to do that but she ends up this the guy who had what she who she blames for raping her daughter and killing her daughter is getting this like award because he took a gap year that's in quotes of the year that you know he was standing trial and everything uh, so he's just now graduating college and he got this award and his parents are so proud and she like crashes the party because somehow she like got an invite to the party even she pissed. says it's weird she's like how did i get an invite that's weird. maybe they were trying to like olive branch like men bridges like let's know. be it's, friends it's like, like college it's, it's the college who technically sent the invite but yeah so there's something weird going on but remember when we graduated you gave them like a list and then they would like send the official invites oh yeah they like i said i work for a college they'll take all the information they can possibly take from you gladly and they'll use it for all kinds it just seems weird i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know seems weird i have questions but that's fine but so she like crashes this thing and she's like you're a murderer and like security tackles her she spends the night in jail um her like best friend is this like movie star guy randomly they do tell they do tell you how i don't want to ruin that part um i think that is a part that like you need to figure out on your own as a reader because it does add a lot but i don't want to give that away but so she like he like comes and like and like the kind of friend where like she literally like calls him from jail is like apparently this jail lets her make three phone calls 
so that's cool not the one but he's one of them and she's like blah 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 i'm jail whatever leaves voicemail and he lives like an hour and a half away two hours from this and he just boop, picks her up at like 2 a.m when she gets out like that kind of friend that's like okay yeah i'm gonna do this um and so they're leaving the prison jail i guess jail whatever and this like older woman is like says something to her and she's like okay like thinking that it's going to be for the famous friend because like they get stopped for autographs and stuff all the time and then she's like no like i'm talking to you and hands her this business card it's like a black card and says niobe on it Hmm. which are like okay that's kind of weird basically it ends up being an invite to a facebook group and so niobe is um this is in the book i didn't know this before I should have because I took a class in Greek mythology, but I slept through it because I was at 8 a.m. and I was a sophomore in college. So don't hold that against me. Mine was in the afternoon and it was hot because it was spring. So I slept in Okay. Too. Well, there we go. I feel better. Mine was in the <laughs> winter in the morning. And you I always sleep. Over. Okay. <laughs> it, he's telling you stories. My professor was a man telling you stories. How am, I not, how am I not supposed to sleep? It's probably the same professor, let's be honest. <laughs> Either way. So Niobe is it's Greek mythology and i think that like she at like one point like bragged about how amazing all of her children were and all of them were killed and this like destroyed her and broke her and she like turned into stone but there's like a waterfall involved and she like somehow was like watching it's like over some medusa like shit but okay. yeah but she's like watching over and her like statue can never be destroyed or something huh. and so it starts okay. so there's this facebook group and so camille joins it and there it's a different kind of grieving facebook group any sort of group than normal because a lot of them they they want to move on they want to you want to accept you want to forgive this one is not they're like no we're not going to move on we're not going to forgive we're not going to move past Mm -hmm. this and they talk about like you know like i want my child's killer to burn in a fiery pit of hell i want the same thing that happened you know yeah and so it's like that so like they're talking through this of like no i don't want to move on like this drunk driver because that's the thing so all the women it's also one only moms it's only women because they say that you know if you're in these other groups where like the fathers and men are allowed they just speak over you and they're like we had we've had too many bad experiences men are not allowed in this space i feel like that's Um, fair angry men do overrule the majority i'm sure there's a whole nother group just for them they don't need to be they don't need to be in all spaces they're not not for this um and this group is also only for mothers whose child's killer never served time. Okay, so it's a very specific group. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like maybe, you know, they were like picked up, they spent like a night in jail. Like that doesn't count. Like they got off because of whatever. I totally get that though. Like other people can't really relate to your trauma. Like I was in a group that was for people who lost a parent, which was very different than for people who lost a parent when they were older versus younger. So like mm-hmm. I have a bunch of different groups, like based on like age range and circumstance. So like, I totally yes. understand that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's this one is that it's finally, so that's how Camille feels is that she's like, oh my gosh, finally other women right, right who understand. Group. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they realize I don't want to move on i don't want to forgive him yeah i want justice and justice is him like at this point like some of them are like i don't even want him to serve time i want him to die like the cui driver hit him i want to hit him with a semi or i want to do whatever to be fair they need a therapist in addition to this group but you know camille did have a therapist for a while uh her therapist unfortunately tripped down a flight of stairs and died 
So she hasn't had a therapist for like a year and a half now. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So that's, so she was trying and also her therapist was helping. Like she felt like she was helping and getting slightly better, like slow process, but getting better. Um, But yeah, so she's in this Facebook group and then she ends up getting invited to this other like dark web group that she like finds her way in on how to do it. And basically, and hang on, I feel like I need to like read the inside of the book to be like, how much information is it that this one like tells you? So yeah, so it's a secret group of women. They call themselves the collective. Okay. And so this is like where like the mothers get like super, super dark and super specific with how they want their like child's killer to die. Like Mm -hmm. this is where I'm saying like, it gets like not graphic it's not graphic in like a gross way but like it is very violent in words but like a blurb of like i want him beaten this way and these bits chopped off and this that and the other thing but it doesn't actually explain that like they don't explain that happening to a person it's kind of hard to explain i know what you mean though where like books will kind of like allude to it so like you understand what occurred there but it doesn't like describe it like gives you the information to let you put those pieces together yourself yeah and so there's this like so you this dark web that they're on you Mm -hmm. pick your like username is like a four digit number any four digit number you want as long as it's not taken by another user previously makes sense and so the main one is zero 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 one that's like the she's the like created it the admin yeah it's (laughs) you And so she starts sending like uh, private messages to Camille of like, hey, like do this, go buy this, you know, this bag and this rope and this duct tape and put it in this box mail, go to this post office, buy this thing here, put this in this box here, go to this other post office, mail it to this address. And so Camille is like, oh, this is like this kind of like role playing that we're doing it's like a role play therapy where like they're not they're like talking about how they're going to like kill all these like killers of their right. children but they're also like doing Ooh. it and for the first time Rough. ever she's feeling better like she's sleeping through the night she's still taking her anti-anxiety meds because she's not her original therapist who died but very well told her like don't cut those cold turkey like that's bad you're supposed to wean off those yeah, yeah. otherwise you can and- go into like a depression hole yeah and like she like was 10 hours late after like when she was in jail she like missed it by 10 hours and she like felt it so like she doesn't just jump off but it's like the first time like she's sleeping well she's less anxious like she's actually doing better i mean there are studies to prove that role play like that does help as far as mm-hmm. like trauma goes so like i'm yeah. not surprised like it makes sense yeah and so she's like doing these like one of them is like buy this hunting knife mail it to this place then a couple weeks later that's somebody, weird one somebody weird one. is like stabbed with a hunting knife and she's like huh that's the weird one i would have stopped at the hunting knife mailing huh. i'm just gonna say well she she well because to her her whole thing she's like it's role play but then she starts to wonder that's weird though like that's not role play role play is like i'm gonna put on like an outfit in my own home and look in the mirror and pretend to be a maid like it's not like i'm gonna mail a hunting knife to an unknown address and then they're gonna kill somebody with it those are very different <laughs> yeah so she starts to question is this role oh, thank play? God. Is this actually happening? Um, I really am not going to tell you much more than that on what decision wow, does she make? Yeah, I'm not going to. I <sighs> nothing else on like what decision does she make? What does she do? Wow, um, I have so many questions. I can't wait to read this. 
it's yeah it's like I said this is probably the first book in I feel like a long time that I honestly did not want to put down that I had to know how it was going to end because you're sitting there thinking as you're going you're like okay like at first I'm like I have like maybe four ways it can end and then by the time I'm there I'm like okay I'm at two two ways maybe two and a half which one are they going to do and then it's like okay but if they do this one way like are they going to make a second book and where would that go is this going to be a standalone book what are they going to do many questions uh and like I even at the end like as it was unfolding with which way because like I it got to the very much point at the end where you're like okay so really one of two options is going to happen and that's that's all we can do at this point or like aliens are going to come out of the sky or something like right that, like that something could be wild fire, gonna I happen. suppose yeah <laughs> but as literally like I'm turning the pages and I'm like I don't know which one it's gonna do there's an epilogue oh. where you're like okay but like what is happening like wow it was written okay. so well she gets you so invested in every single character like like I was saying how she gets you to be like okay well like I'm not even mad at dad slash husband who let this child go to this frat party because it's like but Camille's not and she explains it so well as to why she's not but then there's this like paranoia huh. part where it's like is she being followed or is she just overthinking everything that's happening to right? her and then I'm like but you can't oh I gosh. don't know right because I only have what's in her mind five out of five ten out of ten this book so flipping good blew my mind uh this is an author that I'm like if they if they drop any other books I'm gonna read it it was so good I'm gonna have to mail this one to you because it's okay yeah if I ever have time to read outside of our podcast yeah I bet I'm not kidding guys it's very rigorous honestly to have to record this often like I don't have time to read anything else which is is fine like we read a good variety which helps but like sometimes it would be nice maybe we'll take a break while I'm moving (laughs) yeah trying to find a yeah a time to like read another one um if the narrator like so i only read this one i didn't listen to it at all but if the narrator is somebody that you think you would like i bet it would be a really good listen oh that's true i'm pretty solid at listening especially yeah. if i have so to that, pack yeah so that could be one like if you did a sample of it like i think the story itself and the way that it is told to listen. would be a, yeah it would because i think the same thing like you know Ooh, sometimes when point. you're listening you miss a little bit i think you'd miss just the perfect amount to be like wait what what like it wouldn't matter enough mm-hmm. to be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm, okay. Wow. Well, that was really good. Um, I think mine's very different. <laughs> <laughs> different revenge. <laughs> oh boy. It's, uh, <clears throat> I loved this book. Um, my fiance was like, wow, you read that in like two sittings, didn't you? I was like, technically three. So uh, <laughs> it, mine too. It was three, technically. it's pretty, it's pretty good though. So I read the first 50 pages and I was like, I'm having a very hard time tracking what's going on here. Mm. I wasn't sure what was real. I wasn't sure what wasn't real. As you get further, that's kind of the point. <laughs> the main character doesn't know what's real and what's mm. not real. Mm-hmm. So um, I felt better about it. The book that I did was Mirrorland by Carol Johnston. It's funny that last week I had like a Johnston or Johnstone, and then this week I have a Johnston. Anyways, mm-hmm. also, I just thought that was funny. This book has been on my TBR for, <gasps> really? forever. I'm so excited to hear about it. I just like bought it on a whim because it looked really good and it had like a discount at like Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond. Wow, <laughs> my brain. No, at like Barnes & Noble. I had like a coupon. So I got some stuff. Um, I'm so glad that I read this book, obviously, since I read it so quickly. 
Uh, once you kind of got past the whole, like, I don't understand what's happening and you realize that that's the point, it makes more sense. Like, I'm okay mm-hmm. if that's the point, you know what I mean? But I yes. don't like when it's not the point. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I, if I on purpose don't have a reliable narrator, okay, that's fine. But if it's just because the narrator yeah. doesn't know what's going on, that's different. Yeah. So this book is all told from the same person's perspective, but it jumps around in time so much all over the place. And it's not clear. It's not chapter to chapter. It's paragraph to paragraph. Sometimes she suddenly is thrown back to 30 years before. It's wild. It is crazy. It is so worth the read though. Like I promise just hang with me. I'm going to try to give you like, this is what it's about, but considering how back and forth it is on the timeline, it gets a little bit muddled. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do my best to explain to you (laughs) what this is about, but if you have questions, please let me know. So even while I was trying to write this out, I was like, where do I even start? So basically the point of this book is that um, the main character, Kat, who's also Catriona, is so she's from Scotland and she has a twin Ellis who goes by L. Okay. Except I like how they spell Ellis. It's not like Ellis Gray, it's E L L I C E. Like that. That's great. Like I, I like actually that. like that. Um sorry, it was like a side note. Uh <laughs> so the baby name list. So Kat and L are mirror twins. Which, as explained in the book, I didn't Google it because I was like, I don't know if it's supposed to be medically accurate. It's supposed to be for the book. Um, The book explains mirror twins as basically their egg separated so late in the cycle that like it was seconds, minutes, hours from not being able to separate at all. So they are so similar. It's literally like looking in a mirror. Like it's like even more than identical twins where they share even more similarities like genetically. So I don't know how medically accurate that is, but that is what they go with in the book. I was thinking like, is their heart, like their organs are on the different side. I thought that too. I was like, like, do you literally mirror each other? Yeah, like is that That might be the definition, but they don't say that in the book. So I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to confuse myself. Yeah, it's more of looking in a mirror. Like we could literally be the same. We could literally be the same person. And so like the way that their mother tells it to them is like, you're incredibly rare. You're incredibly special. Like mirror twins don't ever come up. Um, and so like, that's like their bond, right. Is that they're mirror twins. They're not just twins. Like they literally at any second could have become one, something completely different and said they are two. So like two halves of the same soul basically is like how they see themselves. So Kat and L. So I'm going to start with the prologue actually, because it is very confusing in the moment, but it explains so much later. Um, the, the prologue is basically them when they say they start their second life. So they, Kat is the main character here and she alludes to like the, the trauma in her life. And it's kind of hard to unravel because she's not sure what's real, which is like a fantasy world. And she's not sure what's actually something that happened. Like she, there are people who literally, she's not sure that they were actually alive. Like she's like, oh, I thought they were fake. Like oh. it comes up. Like, yeah. I'm not going to tell you who, because it's yeah. important later, but like, there are literally people that she's not sure are actually real people, like multiple people. <laughs> okay. um, so uh, Kat and Elle start their second life at, at a dock. They, they show up at this dock one day. One of them is wearing like a bloody sweater and they throw it into the water. And that is when their second life begins. 
apparently something happens during the first few years of this second life. So they're supposed to be about 12 when their second life happens. And then at about 19 or 20 years old, something happens between the two sisters where Kat moves to California, which is very far away from Scotland. I think so. And yeah, yeah um, essentially is told by Elle to never come back. Oh, so like yeah. you already know that there's a lot of family strife here, right? So like you basically start off the story knowing this much information, right? That there are strange twins that used to be very close who have some very weird past and some family trauma. So Kat is obviously living in the U.S. and she is notified that her sister was out sailing in Scotland. Her sister still lives in Scotland and her boat's missing. Her boat hasn't returned to shore they're presuming that she's dead because of the current weather, how cold it is. Like there's no way someone could survive in the water for that long. They haven't found the boat either. So they don't know where she is. Kat, um, because they're mirror twins, apparently when they were younger, they knew that they could feel each other's physical pain. So it was like a game where, so Elle is often described as like kind of a more like cruel sister where Cat seems to be a little bit more timid and she just kind of like follows Elle's role. Elle's older. So she's supposed to be the, the poison taster is like how they talk about it. Like she's the one who's supposed to try things and she's the one who's supposed to keep her younger sister safe, even though it's only four minutes. Like they still fall into those general sibling roles, which I think is actually kind of sweet. Um, also, I like it being called the poison taster for the older. I don't know that I've ever heard that, but I like that's that. what her mom. That's what her mom would always say. She's like, you're the eldest. You're the poison taster. Like, you're I don't supposed know that to I find want my, out. my mom to be the one to tell me. I that. don't love it from your parent, but I like the general I, sentiment. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know that about my mom because I'm thinking like being told at like five from my mother, like, are you going to poison me then? I don't right. know. <laughs> but Kat is like, no, there's absolutely no way she's dead. I would literally feel it like they would do tests when they were younger where Elle would like jump off of something and then Kat would like have the falling sensation. Like she's like, I don't care that we're estranged. I don't care that I haven't heard from here in years. I know that I would know. Right. Um, Like, cause there have been times since they've been separated that she's woken up like panicked or stressed or whatever. And like for no reason. And so she's just assumed that it's like an L feeling like, and I understand like considering the circumstances, why you would feel that I've never been a twin. I am not a twin. So I can't say it's not real. Well, I, I feel like I've can't. heard other stories. Maybe they're. I've heard of been, it. Like, yeah, this is like common-ish. It could be like enough. an empathy thing, but like, who knows? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I have doubts about it from afar, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, so Kat is absolutely convinced that there's no way anything's wrong, but she's going to fly home anyway. So she decides that she's going to fly back to Scotland. Uh, Elle lives there with her husband, who is a childhood friend, basically where like Kat was into him and then L was into him, but L ultimately wins. Right. Um, so in this like estrangement, it's like kind of alluded to that it has to do with like Kat being into the guy. So Ross is his name. And so they find out when Kat gets there that they've bought L and Ross live in the house that Kat and L grew up in before their, before their second life which is when basically they pretended like their first life did not exist. So she's like, why would she want this house? Cause Ross is like, well, she insisted and she goes inside and it's exactly the same. He's she's like, why would that happen? Like someone else owned it since we left. And he's like, Oh no, Elle insisted that we return it to like, it's original. Like she described every piece and like, we spent years thrifting and I'm just like, 
Hmm. I don't know. It's all very suspect. I just assumed that it was going to be like they were in her their childhood, I guess the second childhood home, their second life home. I was like, oh, that's going to be icky and gross and different. But no, it's like the OG the one that doesn't exist. Where like she thought she was never going to have to go back, basically. And so yeah. she was just like kind of dreading it. You know, she's like, I have to go because Ross is starting to get this reputation as the wailing widower like crying because there's this like a, I guess image of him in a newspaper where he's like sitting on the beach and just like screaming in like agony because oh, like his dare. wife is missing yeah how dare right? he be grieving right exactly so like but like everyone thinks it's suspicious that right away he assumes she's dead like he starts oh. the paperwork really quickly for like her being like declaring her dead like oh. I don't know there's some suspicious stuff. I do here. have questions now that you have said that. Yes. Right. Like it's, it's, a, it's suspicious. Like the husband did it. Right. Always. Um, so there's so much here. So I'm totally going to miss some stuff, but I'm trying to give as much information without giving too much as I can. So Kat comes back to the house and she starts having these like flashbacks, right? Like these weird memories that she's kind of suppressed. And like Ross references that Elle has always said that Kat Cat's like biggest superpowers denial, like pretending like something that was true did not exist. So Cat realizes that she's repressed some memories from this house because she was like, wow, I literally haven't thought about that in 25 years or whatever it was. Because I guess if it's been 12 years since she has seen L last and they parted at about 19, that puts her at about 31. And so then yeah. she probably hasn't been at this house for about 20 years. I do appreciate that she's like a full grown adult. She's like, like a it, full-grown adult. I feel like we don't read a lot of full-grown adult people books. I know. I kind of love that. I was like, yeah. her trauma isn't like, I'm 23 and reflecting back. And I'm like, yeah, you, you don't need to Yeah, know. no, it's like, oh, I'm in my <laughs> like 30s 30 now. And oh, that is some trauma. Right, exactly. Yeah. So while she's back at this house, obviously there's an ongoing investigation that's trying to find Elle. Um, the police are starting to kind of dwindle resources though, right? The Coast Guard's not finding anything. It's frustrating, of course. Um, so Kat is trying to do some of her own research. Elle was getting like these threatening letters before she went missing. And so she kind of tries to go down that avenue. She meets a lot of very interesting characters that are people who, obviously, if you are a mirror twin, could you imagine walking into a town that your sibling lived in that your sibling is missing and their friends encounter you? So she encounters a lot of friends. Some of them are suspicious. I don't want to give any names or give any information, but basically there are some friends that like kind of allude to like, maybe Elle wasn't happy with the husband and Kat can't imagine it because she's been in love with this boy since they were seven years old and he dropped in the ceiling. So I'm going to start talking about their past a little bit now because it's going to explain some things. Mm -hmm. Basically, Ross was their next door neighbor in this house that they currently live in from their before life. So Ross is technically part of their before life. Elle was not amused that Ross became a part of their second life. And he basically at that point starts like trying to be with Kat, but he's previously been with Elle. So Ross is definitely like playing the twin game here. Okay. Yeah, like I don't love on. it. This vibe is off. I just, I just inherently don't trust men. So I <laughs> just like red flags. Um, but like, he seems pretty genuine, you know, but him and Kat do start, you know, like kind of like sleeping with each other, like fairly quickly. Well, I mean, like, she's always been suspicious. in love with him and she's, if she's yeah. And they have some like, sort of a weird past because at one point they were together, but then he ended up getting back together with Elle. So like, it's a very complicated history. So like, it's very intertwined, but 
I'm going to get to Mirrorland because I think it's going to help explain and pull some of these things yeah. together. Mirrorland is basically, so imagine that you've got like this really old house that used to have servants, right? Like it's big. It's got a bell service where like in the pantry, you can press buttons and it rings a bell in different rooms. Or if you're in that room, you can ring that bell and it has a specific ring. So you would know which room it was. So if you were a servant, you would know which room to go to, right? Okay. So in this pantry, there is a secret door that leads to what used to be a servant's entrance, which is basically a, a few multiple, like fairly cavernous rooms that the girls called Mirrorland. So this is basically fantasy world for them. And this is where they would go to hide. So the life that Kat is kind of uncovering here is mostly fantasy, but it's like kind of steep in her, steeped in her reality where like she's not sure where reality ends and the fantasy begins. So when they're in Mirrorland, they're safe. There are a handful of like particular characters that um, Kat brings up that are consistent throughout this whole story, but some of them only live in Mirrorland and some of them live in the house too. And they go to Mirrorland to be safe, mm -hmm. to escape. So there are pirates. All men are pirates, her mom says. Prince Charming is not real. All men are pirates, which means so there's, there's two particular pirates in their house. There's Bluebeard and there's Blackbeard. And I might mix these up, but it honestly doesn't matter. Basically, one of the pirates you run from and one of the pirates you hide from. And one of them is pretending to be Prince Charming, but really all they want to do is basically marry you and lock you up and just eventually like murder story. you. Yep. It's a mom's <laughs> story. Like basically she's just like, all men are bad. All men are evil. Like mm -hmm. they don't really leave their house when they're kids. Like it's very weird. Their mom, mom has homeschools some them. Going on. Their mom homeschools them in the pantry, but she will let them escape to Mirrorland sometimes to do things. Huh. So like they live in this house when they're children. So during Mirrorland time with their mother and their grandfather, their grandfather Kat remembers mostly as being like a very nice man, but there's this pirate that comes around at night. It's either Bluebeard or Blackbeard. I think it's Bluebeard. Um, and he's the one you run from. It's drunk grandpa. I was just so going to say, basically, this, is, this is grandpa who drinks. And yep. that's what mom at is night, trying to say is that yep. run away from drunk grandpa because he can't run stairs because yep. he's drunk and old. Oh, yep, exactly. And that's so like sad. they would do like drills in the house where like they would ring the bell for one of the rooms in the pantry. And that's how mom would warn them where grandpa was at night. So she would ring the bells so that they would know exactly which bell because each bell is slightly different, right? Mm -hmm. No bell, two bells are the same. So they would train during the day so that she could notify them where grandpa was so they could hide. I'm so there's like a bunch of different fantasy think that rules. maybe I know why they have their second life. Right. So there's like a bunch of different fantasy rules. And then like Kat basically spends a lot of this book on top of obviously trying to figure out what's going on with her sister. Um, Cause Kat starts getting the letters that her sister was getting these, these letters that say like, he killed her, you're next, like that kind of thing. Like they're very threatening. They're very concerning. But then she also starts getting emails that she's like, they have to be from L she starts getting emails about a treasure hunt. And so it leads her through all of these different Mirrorland things and that only Elle could know. Like there's no way anybody other than Elle could know. So this just like increases Kat's conviction that Elle is obviously alive, right? This is a game. Like Elle's trying to manipulate her like she used to do. Like she remembers Elle just being cruel and selfish and like 
like it's sad like it's so sad because like in the end you really see that like everything that Elle does is for cat like mm-hmm. cat just can't see it because she doesn't have all the information yeah and Elle's a poison taster so she knows she has extra Elle knows so she's trying to protect cat so cat's remembering all of these things and she's trying to put some pieces together to figure out like where is Elle really like what happened to Elle there's there's a body in the marina and the DNA matches so Elle must be dead like so at this point, it's like, okay, so Elle is dead. So who's sending the emails? Like, what's going on here? Like, there's mm-hmm. literally just so much to this book. I could not stop reading, which is why I finished it in two and a little bit of a sitting. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like I said, the first part was very confusing. So it's like, I don't understand what's happening here. But as you get going, like you see that Kat's not sure. So Kat's trying to figure out like, oh, so this is a real person. And Ross is like, yeah, that was a real person. Like, you don't remember? And she's like, no, I don't. And he finds pictures and he shows her. So Ross is actually like helpful in helping her uncover a lot of these memories too. So you have a lot of or questions like fake pictures and Ross is how still is bad. he involved? Like, exactly. Like, can you trust him? There's just so many questions here. And I love that it's all from Kat's perspective too, because like oftentimes when books give you like if it gave us Ross perspective, we would know too much too soon. Like, so it was so perfect. And like, just like unraveling, like the way that children deal with like their traumas was really interesting too, because, uh, Kat talks a lot about, she's like, other people don't remember their childhood this way, where they're not sure what's real. And they're like, nope, sure don't. Yeah. Like most most people people experience childhood. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it was quite a ride and 12 out of 10 recommend, Wow. I literally can't tell you anything else because it all just really unravels together. We might literally um, just have to like trade books. We should like just trade books. And just yeah, find I have a mailer. I'll, I'll send it. Yep. Um, honestly, they, this was a yeah. super good one. Maybe we will do an episode where it's like, we swapped books. How'd you like it? That's mm-hmm. honestly a yeah. thing we could do. We could do that. A little follow up on it. A book swap. Like but it. yeah, so I love this. Um, Please read this book. It was yeah. amazing. I, I mean, like I said, it's literally been on my, like, I can picture the cover of it because it's been on my TBR. And it's one of those yeah. ones where I go, oh I don't know and like so I have good. a new job like before when I worked right by the library I would just get whatever book and now it's not a thing mm-hmm. planned for it but this one was I, so worth it like I, so I this, pretty much only read these days and this was super worth it yeah and I'm so glad this topic worked out this random topic of like I have a book about revenge do you yeah okay great right <laughs> we have to so do that more good. also I'm really excited to see like how your like revenge works into your book because like mine was very clear, right? Yours like, was super obvious. Mine's yeah. less because it's kind of like subtle. Like you don't really find out until the very end, like where the revenge part really comes in. But mm-hmm. like once it is, it's like, oh, that was good. Yeah. So like that's it. Because I'm like, I have probably like four different ideas in my mind right now, just based off what you've said. Right. Uh, where could it go? And then if I was reading it, I bet I could come up with another four. Where mine is like very clear. Here is the revenge. But like, yeah. where in the world are we going with it? Like it's one thing mm-hmm. to say, I want revenge on this person's killer. Okay. Cool. Yeah, this one's so subtle. Like you have to build up to it in order to even understand. Like it was Mm -hmm. so much information. I'm glad that my explanation was enough to keep you interested because I was like, do not give away any detail. Oh, and you didn't. At first I was like, I think you're telling too much. And then you said this other thing. And I was like, well, okay, clearly I know nothing. There's just so much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, our next topic. I don't we'll see if it's as exciting. It's um we have I have a lot of um ideas for the name of the next one my name number one is the silver tsunami me too which previously in my old job everyone knew what that meant in my new job i have said it probably three different times and people look at me like i'm a dum-dum 
the silver tsunami is that everyone out here is getting ready to retire, which means that the silver tsunami is coming. So all these boomers are going to retire. So basically, yeah. so there's that. Or is it senior, senior citizens? Seniors solving crime? Is it? There is crime involved in both. I the think the senior so. special. Who knows what we're going to call it? Basically, I don't want to be offensive either. Like I don't care that they're all senior citizens. I just want to know what the book's about. Also, I'm excited. I mean, there have been multiple times. There's like a I don't know if it's a meme necessarily, but it gets shared in like a lot of like book group things that I'm in. That it's like, oh, there's always like these y'all characters out here solving crime. I just want a bunch of grandmas who are yeah, living, here for solve the crime. So that's what it is. Next episode is are you know they get the senior special when they're doing the grocery shopping on a tuesday they're gonna solve a crime maybe love the grocery shop on a tuesday there's nobody there oh only my senior shop senior shop on tuesday in my town so i can't i shop on wednesdays but fair yeah so next episode will the seniors solve the crime are they still up for it or should they give it away to the youth or maybe not like 20 like youth of normal normal crime fighting age yeah yeah because mine's crime. I think you just said yours was crime. Mine's crime, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So we'll see. It's exciting. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm only like 10% into mine. Wish us luck. I haven't started. No, mine's a short read. I read I it. I try not to start until we record, otherwise I start getting confused. I had a lunch break and I was like, what else am I going to read? I get it. And I managed to make it 20 or 10% in a lunch break. So mine's a short read, apparently. Solid. Or maybe it's just really good and I can fly through it. We'll see. I guess we'll find out. But either way, socials, y'all know us. Instagram is Nepester Bedtime. Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. You can also check out our website, isnitpastorbedtime.com, to see what's in the archive and what's coming up next. And I think that's everything. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, all those things. If you have a book about revenge that you love or a book about old tell people about it. solving crimes or old people doing anything for the next read or an idea yeah. for a topic, you know, we're love it. anything. Bring it. Let us know. Um, we do have an email. It's in past your bedtime at Gmail. Took me a second to yeah. remember that. But either way, we'll talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye.